Hello and welcome to Theater 5 from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know what automation means, don't you, Harvey? It means that a crummy machine, a big hunk of hardware is going to put you and me out of work. Yeah, buddy boy, when that gadget's installed in this office, we're both going to be out in the cold. Theater 5 presents Charlie the Beautiful Machine. ready 20 minutes ago. Where have you been? Well, you see... And hang up your coat, Harvey. I've had enough to do without picking up after you. I know, dear. I was just about to hang it up. You haven't answered me. Why are you so late getting home? Well, sweetheart... Look, never mind. I know exactly what happened. There was a large crowd at the bus stop, and you let everybody in ahead of you. That's true. I, I never like to push. You know how I am. Oh, indeed I do, Harvey. You won't even stand up for your rights. But if you'd only be a little forceful, people would have more respect for you. Maybe so, Lydia, but that's the way I am. (coughs) Now, there's a forceful character. Let him in before he breaks the door down. Oh, Wolf would never break the door down. I've trained him better than that. (coughs) Hi there, Wolf, old boy. Come on in. Glad to see me, huh? I'm glad to see you, too. Oh, make him stop that noise. Quiet, Wolf. Quiet. Now heal. That's right. Sit. Good. Lie down. Good boy. You see, Lydia? He's licking my hand. That proves my point, Harvey. You stand up to that dog and he likes you for it. But when you first got him, you were afraid of him. And he knew it and took advantage of it. That's right. I even hated Wolf at first. But now I love him and he loves me. It's funny, isn't it? No, not at all. Authority always wins respect. But meekness gets you nowhere. And that doesn't apply only to dogs, Harvey. What do you mean? Well, take your boss, for instance. You're afraid of Mr. Killian, so he walks all over you. Now, Lydia, that isn't true. It is true, and you know it. You're as meek as a lamb down there at the office. But if you show a little gumption or speak up once in a while, Mr. Kenyon might even give you a promotion, or at least a raise in pay. Oh, I doubt that. It doesn't do Jack Warren any good. Jack's a real hothead. He talks up to Mr. Killian all the time, but it hasn't gotten him any advancement. He's still a plain clerk, just like me. Well, you're not Jack Warren. You're Harvey Bodmer. And if you take my advice, you'd stop being anonymous and let Mr. Killian know you're alive. I don't mean to argue with you, sweetheart, but you don't know my boss. The longer I stay anonymous with Mr. Killian, the longer I'll stay out of trouble. Hi, Harvey. 
Oh, good morning, Jimmy. You're five minutes late. Do you know that? So I'm five minutes late. So what? If Mr. Killian knew, he wouldn't like it. No, we wouldn't, huh? Well, that's tough. If you ask me, Killian's a double cross and creep. Shh. He might hear you. So let him. You realize that our big-hearted boss might soon be firing us out of this office? Jack, what are you talking about? What I said. You and I might be getting canned any day now. But what makes you think so? Now, look, a rumor going around. I just heard it last night from a guy that keeps his ear to the ground. He said Killian is going to install a machine in this office, one of those human brain gadgets. Now, if that's true, Harvey, we'll both soon be looking for work. Oh, no, Mr. Killian can't do that. I, I need this job. Yeah, well, you and me both. Hey, Harvey, you look scared. I am scared. Aren't you? No, I'm sore. We've been working 11 years for Killian, and for what? Peanuts! And now it looks like he's going to dump us for a lousy machine. Well, we got to find out if it's true. Come on. Where? Well, to the boss's office for a showdown. Oh, no, Jack. I couldn't do that. Look, are you going to be chicken all your life? Yeah, but maybe it's only a rumor, like you said. No, no, pal. If you ask me where there's smoke, there's fire. Now, we got to see the boss right now and get this thing settled. Come on. Gosh, I hope Mr. Killian won't be angry at us for breaking in on him. Uh, nuts to that. We're the guys that ought to be angry. Come in. Look, uh, Mr. Killian. Oh, good morning, uh, Warren. Good morning, sir. Boss, sir, we came to get something straight. I heard a rumor that well, you... Now, you must read my mind. I was going to call you men in for a chat right after lunch. If you're busy, sir, we'll be glad to come back later. We'll... No, we're going to talk right now. Mr. Killian, I heard you're bringing in a machine to do our work. Is that right or not? Uh, I'm sorry you had to learn about it elsewhere, but I'm afraid it's correct. Mr. Killian. The machine will be installed tomorrow morning, but you men can remain till Friday. I'll give you two weeks severance pay, of course. Uh, I sincerely regret having to make this move, but then we can't but progress, can we? Uh, no, sir. I guess not. Progress, my eye. If you ask me, we're getting a real crummy deal. That's a crude statement, Warren, but under the circumstances, I'm willing to overlook it. Would you mind closing the door as you leave? Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, men, here it is at last. A machine that can do the work of a dozen men in the twinkling of an eye. A masterpiece of technical ingenuity. A thing of beauty. Isn't it, Bobma? Yes, sir. It's very nice looking. What do you think of it, Warren? I think it's as ugly as a hyena's mother-in-law. <laughs> You're just prejudiced. You have a closed mind. Who needs a mind with that monster doing all the work? This is a red-letter day for the Killian Company. And now, who would like the honor of throwing the switch and starting the machine on its career of service? You, Bodmer? No, sir, I'd rather not, if you don't mind. How about you, Warren? Not a chance. It'd be like digging my own grave. It's your machine, Mr. Killian. I think you should throw the switch. Hmm. Very well. I will. Listen to it. Isn't that a magnificent sound? Yes, sir. It sounds almost human. You're right, it does. In fact, this machine is almost human. <laughs> so nearly human, I think it deserves a human name. Yes, I think I'll call it Charlie. How does that sound to you, Bodmer? Fine, sir. Charlie's a nice name, I think. Yes, yes. Excellent. I'm going to call my wife and tell her about Charlie, the beautiful machine. Hey, you know something, Harvey? I think the boss has slipped his wig. Well, I guess we can't blame him for being excited. He says this thing is almost human. 
Oh, boy, I wish it was human. I'd take a hammer and beat its brains out. But it's here, Jack, and we got to accept it. But you know something? Uh, I think I hate Charlie more than anything in the whole world. Please, ladies, don't look at me that way. I- I've been trying to find a job. Honest, I have. But I'm 46, and everywhere I go, they tell me that's too old. But you even fight for the job you have. If you ask me, you're absolutely spineless. No person with a spark of courage would allow himself to be replaced by a machine. Oh, if I were a man, Harvey Bodner, and anything, human or otherwise, stole my job, I'd murder it. Murder a machine? Harvey, that's the screwiest thing I ever heard of. But that's what my wife said, Jack, and she really meant it. Well, I hate this machine's guts, but how can I murder it? That's crazy. Yeah, I guess it is. Charlie's nothing but a bunch of wheels and wires. Well, I wish he had a heart. I'd get a butcher knife and carve it out. You hear that, Charlie, you big bum? You hear what I said I'd like to do to you? Oh, boy. Holy mackerel, Harvey. Listen to me yelling at a machine. I must be losing my marbles. I don't know, Jack. I feel like yelling at him, too. But what's the use? You can't get through to him. Charlie pays no attention to anybody. He just keeps on doing his work. Yeah, and he never makes a mistake. That's what gripes me. Next to stealing our jobs, that's why I hate Charlie most. He's always so right. And he knows he's always right. That's what I hate. What do you mean you know he's right? How can you tell? Well, just listen to him and you'll understand. Be quiet and listen for about five seconds. Okay. I'm sorry, Harvey, but I still don't get you. All I hear is that same steady noise. It isn't exactly a noise. It's it's more of a self-satisfied hum. Well, pal, it might sound like a hum to you, but to me it's nothing but a loud noise and it's driving me nuts. I still hate Charlie's inside. Well, I hate him too, Jack. But you know who that? Uh, he's so doggone efficient, I've got to respect him. Respect him? Well, you're nuts. He's got no respect for you and me. You know, I can't listen to him any longer. If the boss wants me, I'll be in the washroom. Okay, Jack. Well, Charlie... Jack's gone, and this is the first time I've had a chance to talk to you alone. It's on account of you we're losing our... I need this job, because I'm middle-aged and can't find work anywhere else. And if I lose my job, I don't know what to do. My, My whole life will be ruined. So, please don't ruin my life, Charlie. Please. Stay there till I call you. All right. Come. 
boy, Wolf. You're a clever, obedient dog. Harvey Bodmer, what on earth are you doing? I'm training my dog, Lydia. What do you think I'm doing? Well, it seems to me that instead of playing with a dog, you should be thinking about finding a job. Because unless something happens very soon, we won't be able to afford a roof over our heads. Then what'll we do? Then, my dear Lydia, we'll have to live without a roof over our heads. Harvey, you're being rude. No, I don't mean to be, Lydia. You're not talking to your dog. You're talking to your wife. So I suggest you change your attitude. Quiet, Lydia. Quiet. Quiet. Silence. That's fine. Now sit. Good girl. Harvey. What in the world has got into you? Authority, my dear. Gumption. Well, that's fine, but... Quiet! Now, Lydia, here are my plans for this evening. I'm going down to the office for a little while. After I leave, I want you to take Wolf out for a walk. You got that? Yes, of course. I'll be gone for about an hour, and when I get back, I want you to have supper ready because I'll probably be hungry. Understand? Yes, Harvey. I understand. Okay, then. I'll see you. Hello, Charlie. I see you're still working. That's the spirit. Didn't expect me back tonight, did you? Well, here I am, and you and I have got the office to ourselves. I came down to have a frank, man-to-machine talk with you, my boy, and I'm not going to pull any punches. I've been doing some thinking, and believe me, I'm a changed character. Now, Charlie, listen carefully, because here comes the zinger. You may think you're almighty, but I know you can be beaten. Yes, I'm your master, Charlie. Your human master, and you're my slave. And beginning right now, you're going to respect me and obey my orders. How do you like them apples? <laughs> I knew it. I've got you intimidated, pal. I've got you in the palm of my hand, and that's just where you're going to stay. But in case you haven't got it straight, I want to show you something. Here. You see this? In case you don't know what it is, it's an eight-pound hammer. Any disobedience, and I'll slam it right through your rheostat. As a matter of fact, I think I'll give you a slight tap right now just to show you how it feels. Brace yourself, Charlie. Here it comes. Scared <laughs> you, didn't I? Don't worry, Charlie. I was only bluffing. I'm not going to hurt you. Not this time, anyway. Now quit groveling and get to work. I'm, I'm going home to supper. Harvey, is the, is the boss in yet? He's in his office. You look terrible this morning, Jack. What's wrong? No, I didn't sleep all night thinking about Charlie. But you don't have to worry about Charlie. He's going to be all right. I've got him licked. You've got him? What are you talking about? Watch, you'll see. Just stand there, Jack, and watch. Yeah, yeah. Listen what happens when I talk to him. 
<clears throat> Charlie, look. Do you remember this hammer? Yes, you're darn right you remember it. Now, how'd you like that slight cap I threatened to give you last night? Take it easy. I was only bluffing again. Well, Jack, what do you think of Charlie now? Holy cow, Harvey. It's just like he's scared of you. He is. I've really got his number. Admiral, Admiral Warren, what's happened to Charlie? What do you mean, Mr. Killian? He made a costly mistake during the night. I've been studying these tapes. They're completely incorrect. I know this machine was a bust. Oh, call the manufacturer. I want a repairman here in ten minutes. No, Mr. Killian, we don't need a repairman. Huh? I know how to fix Charlie. Just leave me alone with him. I'll have him straightened out in no time. Well, uh, all right. I certainly hope you know what you're doing. Uh, come with me, Warren. Let's go over these tapes in my office. Yes, sure, boy. Now, Charlie, I think it's time you and I had another private talk. In spite of what I told you about disobedience, you made a big mistake during the night, and now I'm going to eat you out. Mr. Killian says you're beautiful, but you know what I think? I think you're nothing but a big, ugly slob. Oh, oh, oh feeling sorry for yourself, huh? Well... Self-pity will get you nowhere. So listen to me, Charlie, and listen good. If you make one more mistake, just one, I'm going to murder you with this hammer. Understand? Oh, okay, okay, we'll forget it. But this is your last chance. I like you when you mind me, but you got to mind me, right? Oh, now, now cut that out. Quit slobbering all over me and get busy. Okay, Mr. Killian, you can come back now. Have you fixed him, Bogma? Is Charlie all right? Yes, sir, he's fine now. He won't give us any more trouble. Oh, but, but this is amazing. What did you do? I had a little talk with him. I... You, you what? No, no, he's right, boss. This machine is scared of Harvey. No, no kidding. Scared of him? Nonsense. Show him, Harvey. Go ahead, show him how you can handle Charlie. Okay. You ready, Mr. Killian? Uh, of course, go ahead. <clears throat> Charlie, this is Harvey K. Bodman, your master. I will now give you commands which you will obey. My first command is stop. Bodman, hold it, Mr. Killian. Now, Charlie, start. I don't believe it. Now, Charlie, whimper. <laughs> Good boy. Now pull yourself together and get back to work. What was this? Is a miracle. A miracle, my eye. This machine's alive and I'm going to kill it. Oh, Put down that hammer at once. Don't you dare even threaten Charlie. Harvey, what's happened here? At first you hated Charlie, but now you're saving his life. Well, what's the idea? I don't know, Jack. It's hard, hard to explain. Charlie respects me now, so I respect him. You respect a lousy machine? I think you're nuts. Oh, be quiet, both of you. We've got an emergency here. Charlie cost me a fortune, but he isn't working at all. What are we going to do, Bodmer? Tell me. Leave Charlie to me, Mr. Killian, and he'll make an excellent assistant. A party, huh? You, Jack, me, and Charlie all working together in this office. Agreed? Well, uh, uh, of course, of course, if you say so. 
There's no need for anyone to leave. Now, sir, if you don't mind, I suggest that you get back to your duties. Huh? You're wasting time. Well, well, fine, fine. You're a forceful man, Bodmer. I like that quality in an employee. But before I go, won't you please have another talk with Charlie and put him back on the beam? That is, if you think you can. I know I can, Mr. Killian. Just watch. Hey, Charlie, you big bum! What are you loafing for? Don't just stand there like a great cringing slob. Pull up your socks and get going. presented Charlie the Beautiful Machine, written by Albert G. Miller and directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Johnson, Arlene Walker, Jack Grimes, and Arthur Anderson. Audio engineer, Marty Folia. Sound technician, Ed Blaney. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. 